welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. So this morning, I want to share, I want to share on the three categories of churches. The three categories of churches. The three categories of churches. The church is the become of hope for all generations. The church is the place where the brokenhearted, the wounded, the lost, the damaged, the missing, the unfortunate, the cursed, the sinner, the rejected, the unneeded. Is the church is the place where they come to to be mended and repaired and sent back into the world to give a testimony of what Jesus has done for them. You have to get it before I start teaching. The church is not for popes or it's not for archbishops. It's not for cardinals. The church is for you and I who are so dirty, who are so broken, who are so confused, who are, who are not correct. The church is not for correct people. We come to church for God to correct us. A church is for people who have been crooked. We come to church for God to straighten us. So that is the picture you should have in your mind about the church before I start teaching. So the church is, you can describe the church in so many ways as a hospital, number one. The church is not only a hospital, but it's, it's like a hospital. If you see the church only as a hospital, you see, some people see the church only as a hospital in the sense that when they are sick, they come to church. When they are well, they don't come to church. That's why I said one of the pictures of the church is, is a hospital. The church is also a city, the city of the Lord, the city of Zion. Are you here? We have come to the city of God. So it's a city. And you know what happens in the city? The church can be so busy, don't take care. You may not have a friend in the church. And in every city, there are criminals. So the church is also a city. And in this city of Zion is the innumerable company of angels. So this city is not the kind of city airways, you see guns, you see cans. No, this city is the city that is filled with innumerable company of angels. A number of angels you cannot count. The church is also the planting of God. So it has a lot of the nation of God. 
So as you hear the nation, then they are governors. They are rulers. They are leaders. They are laws. The church is also a family. So if you hear nation, you, hear, you know there's a ruler. There's a leader. There are laws. They are, there's justice rule. So many things. So it is like, okay, if you want to get married and you get your girlfriend pregnant before you came to me and you tell me and I get to know, I will not go ahead with the wedding. If you hide it, I may go ahead with the wedding, but you will face the consequences with time. You will face it with time and you can't tell anybody. But if you tell me, I'll tell you, pause with the wedding. Let your girlfriend deliver. I'll blast you all that, but after, because it's a long thing, I can't go into, there are too many things to share. But with time, I'll be teaching you some of the things that hardcore things about church and hardcore things about being a Christian. That's why I spend time with the workers. Because when the workers are established, then you can bring in others. Can, you can support others to become disciples. So there are, when you see, I have a teaching on something, that, something, something, job of the pastor. Because a lot of people don't know the role of the pastor. You know, there are a lot of things I know about some of you eh, that if I tell you today, you'll be so shy that you'll never come to church again. But I know them. They are on my fingertips. But a pastor is not just a ruler. A pastor is a teacher. A pastor is a father. A pastor is an instructor. A pastor can become a friend to people who behave themselves well because you cannot be your pastor's friend. It is your pastor that makes you his friend. So when you see your pastor as a friend, as a colleague, as an age mate, you have missed it. So as church workers, we have to understand the picture of church. If you see church as, I'm coming to meet perfect people, you are going to have a big problem. If you see church as, I'm, I'm, I'm going to meet morally right people, you are going to have problems. In the church, the church is a processing factory. You can write it down. Most of you are not writing. You need to write because you need it. The church is, a, is like a processing factory. At every point, the raw materials are at different stages. Some are unpacked. And you have encounters with all these people in your life in the church. You can have an encounter with a raw material. They've not even unpacked it. You can also have a, I mean, when you, if, if you have time when you go watch documentaries on factories, maybe, you know, I saw one factory, a, 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 a sausage producing factory, and I saw one, a gary producing factory in India. It was just beautiful. When you go, go and watch it, maybe you've not worked in a factory before. Okay, but they will bring the cassava, very dirty, and they put it, and the thing goes through a whole system, long process. 
So at every stage of the church, in your interaction, you will meet different people. There, there can be Christians who even run Loto kiosks and they will come to church. You can't blame the pastor. You can't blame the church because the church is a reforming point. So there is this lady I know in another ICGC church. She didn't love a guy. But out of desperation, she, she, she barged into whatever and got pregnant for the, girl, for the guy. And they hid it from their pastors. And they got married. She has regretted a thousand times. And as I'm speaking to you now, they are almost, she's almost out of the marriage. The church, you can be a church member and always see yourself as a stranger. When church life does not pass through your life, you may never become a disciple. No, now, when, when you go on, the, on Facebook and the internet and all that, you will see a lot of prophets. Yes. When I watch some, eh, me, even me, I get moved. I say, what? A lot of them. If you are not careful, you will visit all of them. Francis, you have to say to her. You, you visit a lot of them and you will never become a strong Christian. Today I saw one and I looked at it and said, hey, if, I, if like I'm a normal Christian, I'll go after this prophet. Or she come I said, the girl, if it's true, I'm into ministry, so I know what a lot of things that people do. I won't tell you. If it is true, this was... He, the girl had made, gotten the passport missing. And she was to go for the visa, blah, blah, blah. They, so they need the passport. And she doesn't know. The prophet was able to mention the passport number. Mention where the passport fell. Genuinely, as a normal Christian, if you don't take care, you will follow all these prophets. The prophecies will be correct. But you see, in the main service, I'm going to teach on the prize for destiny. And I think this message will blow, your, will blow you up to make sure that this year does not end with you not seeing anything in your life. Christianity is not a wishy-washy and desire. No, it's not enough to desire in Christianity. So the three types of church, I want to come back to my message is the church is established to win and transform and release the souls of men into the world. To win the world, transform the world, and release these same people into the world to make an impact for the sake of Christ. That is the church. The mission of the church is in Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father 
and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them. So when you come to church, you have to be taught. There are a lot of things we don't know. And there are a lot of things we know that are very wrong. So it is not a church when there is nothing being taught. You must be taught something. They, we have to teach you. Watch me, they are working. We have to teach you something. We have to teach you because the mistakes and the errors that are destroying lives are too much. We have to teach you something. The last time I was, I am in a group, we were discussing something medical and we're wondering why. So we're discussing something about the high rate of fibroids in the system. So high. So and fibroid too has no, so I'm taking example of it because we must teach you, we must teach you why you must, you must not be sleeping around when you are dating. We have to teach you and show you that it's better. We have to teach you that you stop all this drinking. We have to teach you. We have to bring you to the knowledge of the eternal life. We have to, it's a process. So one of the doctors said that when um, he interviews a lot of them, he realizes that most of them are into wildlife. Wildlife. Taking these emergency contraceptives, this and that, and consistently. But you see, medically, there's no cause. You see, the word of God when you are in a good church and you are being taught and you are listening, it will separate you from a lot of calamities you should avoid. You are, you're saved, your soul is saved. You are using your gift to work for God. Fine. But you see, every action has a reaction. So we have to, we have to teach you even how to pray and get results. Some of us pray, we are not getting results. We have to be taught. Because prayer, you see, sometimes you say, let us pray. And people are like, some people do are shouting. But is that how we should pray? The church must teach us how to even worship, how to give offerings, how to praise God, how to serve God. We have to be taught. So teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. That is the church. That is the church. So I'm teaching on three types of church. In 20 minutes, we went into prayer. And I, I, I'm saying this so you have the, something at the back of your mind about what the church is. Africans have a background of ancestral worship and um, shrine worship and fetish priest worship. So we carry that into the church, thinking that when you come to church, the pastor should by all means 
prophesy. That is the typical African. But prophecy is not just what we see here. No, I, I was listening to a, a star reader. No, there are people who read the stars. And they can tell you what will happen to you and it will happen. But they are not Christians. They are not servants of God. So if all we think about about prophecy and all we think that Christianity is all about, is all about, I saw this, I saw this, I saw this, church, we will fail as a church. And Jesus' opinion about the church is the final opinion. So the three types of church. Number one, the first church is an undertaking church. The undertaking church. Say the undertaking church. Oh, say the undertaking church. This is the church that is concerned with the past. They live in their past glory. They are dead and irrelevant. They live in their past glory. They have a name that they exist, but they are not alive. This church is not ready to sacrifice to see what God wants to do next. That is the undertaking church. A church that is always living, we used to, we used to, we used to. They live in the past. Oh, if this guy was in this church, this was how the church, since the, the guy left, the church has gone down. And those days that Charlie, we used, that is an undertaking. And there are a lot of churches in this category. This is not the will of God for Carrie's temple. We are not an undertaking church. They exist, but they have, no, they have a name, but they are not alive. Don't be a church worker who has a name. Have a label of a quarrister. Yesterday, I was talking to somebody in Kumasi, and I said, that, why is it that a lot of our church workers and people especially the choristers and the instrumentalists, they like clubbing like that. We were talking. We have about three pastors on. Then I remember talking to my father in the Lord earlier this year. And he said, that you guys, you have a lot of work to do. These modern Christians think that you can go to club and serve God and the grace of God will handle it. And he was laughing at me. Tell you people, you have a lot of work to do. This type of church is the church that the workers are not in tune with the spirit, but they are in tune with what they do. This type of church is the church that the workers are not in tune with the spirit, but they are in love with what they do. And that is not the type of prophetic church Jesus wants his bride to be. So it, bring, it comes to a point where people are stuck to what they do than why they do what they do. Then the frictions and all that begins to take place in the department. Everything in this church is monotonous, is casual, is lifeless, and is carnal. 
That is the undertaking church. And God doesn't want Carrie's temple to be one of that. There is nothing spiritual. They sing and nothing. It's nice. It's stylish. There's no spirit. And a lot of church, a lot of church, you step in the church, you step in the service, and there is nothing inspiring to your spirit. The church is not a theater. Uh, that we do theatrical performances. No. Even in the drama ministration, some, the word of the Lord must be demonstrated to the people. Nobody should come to church and feel just happy and never inspired. If you get happy once in a while, fine. But you can't be happy, 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 happy and never inspired. You will never transform to become a minister that God has made you. Carrie's temple must not be an undertaking church. Praise God. The pastor and the people are dead to the things of God. They are dead. We don't know what is happening in the rest of the spirit. We don't know what God wants to do the pastor and the people are dead in the things of God. It is a highly religious gathering and never spiritual. Services are lifeless and sin has overtaken the people. And undertaking church is irrelevant to the communities they are in. We cannot be in this community and not win the community. Over time, we must have our neighbors our community, families in this community, children in this community, mass in this community, being part of the church. Another taking church has nobody in the community in the church. The next type of church is the caretaking church. The caretaking. So from undertaking, you go to the next type of church, the caretaking church. This church is only concerned with the immediate and now. She focuses on the maintenance and keeping their people very happy in church. They meant, they, so services, programs are just tailored for the members to feel good, to feel happy. The now and immediate church. The now and immediate church. All programs and meetings are generally towards keeping her members, that few members. We are not, we are not few. We are not few. Moses told the, uh, one of the sons of Jacob, you shall not be few. We are not few. I remember telling you when we were in the classroom and we were about 11 people, I would be preaching and shouting. And one day an old man came to me and said, ah, shouting. We are just few people. Why are you? And I say, well, I see thousands. When I stand and preaching, I'm not preaching to these 11 people. I'm preaching to thousands. So, but this under care, this, this caretaking church is the church that don't want to offend its members. It doesn't, the pastor doesn't want to offend the choristers, the ushers. So when even something is not going right, or the spirit of the Lord is giving an instruction, 
the pastor is, hey, me and my people, I don't want any problem for them. I want them to, no, 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 no. The church is not for a few people. The church is not for a few people. That is how come a church can die. Churches die. The church of Christ will never die. But local churches can die. They lose their relevance. When you see that the church is dying, you see the average church member is about 40 years. When you enter a church and you see the average church about 40 years, the church is dying. The average age of the church member is about 40 years. The church is dying. And then because the church of Christ cannot die, out of that church, God birthed another church. But that local church, local churches can die. They can just exist and have no, you know, when Jackie came, I was talking to her about church and all that. Where he said, Oh, Pastor, where I am? Hmm. I call it maximum, we are seven. I said, ah, You mean like, is it rehearsal? He said, Oh, no. Seven, seven. He said, The organist crowd doesn't know the keys. When you tell him you are going to sing Hill song, you tell him, I don't know how to play that. I said, I brought you a brownie, so he doesn't know how to play what? The churches in Europe are dead. Those of you who are dying to travel, make sure you are a Christian before you go. Else you will perish a way that you never, you will not believe that. <laughs> you will not believe that you are the one in this soup. Yes. The caretaking church is the church that wants to keep the few people they have at Caris Temple is not that, that, that type of church. By now you should know. It's not that type of church. The church sees God as Father, as Father Christmas. That caretaking, that caretaking church, they see God as Father Christmas. They take from God and never give back to the kingdom. They use God to fasten their selfishness. That church is good and very glorious outwardly but their heart is cold towards God are you seeing that picture they just organize programs for themselves to make themselves happy and one of the things we are going to do this year in the year of gathering is that there will be very specified meetings there will be meetings to deal with masturbation there will be meetings to deal with um, um, abuse because I have reports on some of you who abuse your girlfriends. Yes, I know. I have reports on them. And I have reports on girls who have been who have been abused in their relationship and they are still there. And that's crazy. Are you here? Because it is always a weapon of fear. It's always a weapon of fear. And that's where the word of God comes in. There will be meetings to help people to come out of certain way of life, not just iniquity, but a way of thinking. This young lady, working very well, earning so much, she earns about 34000 a month. A very smallish girl. The lady I was talking about earlier. So you see her, you don't even recognize that she can earn 34000 a month. That's the least before other allowances. 
and got married to this guy, gave him the benefit of the doubt from the beginning, and the guy does not look for a job. He liked that he got, he got, he went to university. Nothing. He managed to impregnate a girl twice already. And I said, you, you say you don't like the thing. You have, you have gone twice already. And she said she wants his certificate to look for a job for him. He said he went to social and social school. They said, bring the results and bring this. Nothing. Because when you are in a church that, you see, you need somebody to tell you that you are wrong. I said, so when you were, so she, I remember she called me earlier and gave me all the scenario, but she kept certain informations away. I told her, counselors will not tell you what to do. We will tell you the implications of what you will do, and you will choose your decision. You will choose what you do. So when she was talking to me earlier, I was laughing in my head. I said, this girl, she thinks she's smart. Today she's like, Pastor Prince, you should have walked me out of the relationship. And I said, when you were pregnant and you didn't tell me. So we have to. So now, you understand why when you get pregnant for somebody, we don't tell you by force, marry the person. Because maybe you don't love the person. He said, Pastor, I said, so you, I don't, he said, I don't love him one bit and you know. He said, I don't know. The church must give us instructions. Else we will go in circles. We will just be churchgoers. That's when church going becomes relevant. How do you turn around your destiny? The church must use the word of God to, te- to teach you how to move from poverty to riches. So the, 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 the caretaking church just thinks about themselves. They walk in the society and never greet people in the community. They just walk to church and they go, never inviting anybody to follow them to church. When they see strangers amongst them, they don't say hi. They don't talk to them. They just pass by and go to the old folks. They know, hey, then the, if you're a stranger, you feel so odd. And within three weeks, four weeks, you see the strangers have disappeared in the church because the caretaking church thinks about itself. The third one, which is the dream of Jesus, is the Rick's taking church. Say the Rick's taking church. Oh, say the Rick's taking church. Yeah. This is a forward-looking and mission-driven church. A forward-looking and mission-driven and mission-minded. A church that is driven on assignment. This church doesn't settle in for compromise and it exposes the sins of the world. This church speaks the word of God in its entirety. That is the risk-taking church. Because it's very risky to speak the entire word of God in our generation. The risk is that somebody will get offended and leave. Because, because Jesus, when Jesus was preaching, some people got offended with the message. And that is the type of church Jesus is looking for. The risk-taking church. 
is the church that takes territories of lives and cities for Jesus. Yes. Is that church? Is the church that changes unworkable strategies into new strategies just to be in the will of God in mission. So, as I'm t- talking about risk-taking church, you see why I moved you people here. Yes. You have to be a risk-taking church. Hey, pastor, what if? Pastor, what if? Pastor, how? There are no windows. The place is not completed. Pastor, like, where will we use our loo? What will we use this? Our children, where will they be? Pastor, are you sure that the members? A pastor asked me that you are going to lose about 40% of your membership if you move from a comfortable place to end. And that is church growth principle. So are you ready to lose 40%? I said yes. Because I started with only three. And God gave us about 550. And COVID came and we came back to 300. And now we are growing. So I, do, I don't mind. If God is leading, we will go. And the David Paul was in the city, like he was, he's doing ministry in maybe cantonment. And, blah, blah, blah. and God spoke to him, he should move to Pando and buy the land. And move the church to Pando. And he moved. And now we have Winners Chapel. A risk-taking church is that church that Jesus is looking for. Look at that, you are feeling warm for some time. You have been feeling warm. We are all sweating and blah, blah, blah. But when we were there, we never thought of sweating. We never thought of sweating. We were in our cozy. If we had remained like that, we would have been a caretaking church. But God is asking for a risk-taking church. Someone say a risk-taking church. Oh, say a risk-taking church. And may you be a risk-taking Christian. This church follows God's plans and not man's plans. Somebody said, ah, the people have not moved into the area. There will be theft. There will be this. I said, we will go. If they like this, you come and steal. But we didn't just say that. But we have to be paying. We have about three securities all the time. In the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. So the movement brought us extra cost. So next week I'll be teaching on the first fruit. And I pray that if you were not faithful in paying your first fruit and your tithe, this is the time this year you have to be because our movement brought us a lot of bills. We pay almost 4000 for security. We pay almost 4000 for the washroom. The cabins you see there is always there. So we are paying daily. Just to make sure that we don't have a place of meeting that there is no place of convenience. It may not be the best, but it can save you in an emergency. So the risk-taking church comes with a lot of add-ons. But that is what Jesus did. He left heaven. He left the comfortability of heaven just to come and die to give us a life that will never die. He took a risk. How can the king of kings be born in a manger? What a risky move. What if a fire blazed through the stable and killed him? What if in his growing age, um, somebody, a car knocked him, a chariot hit him? 
What if when Herod gave the order, he is killed? That means heaven loses the, the beloved son of God. There was a risk. That is the risk-taking church. And may this church remain a risk-taking church. Your amen is not strong. This church invests time and resources into lives to see them live their full potential. Yes. That is the risk-taking church. Paying the fees of people, paying hospital bills. Yesterday, there was a member who had an accident three days ago. She didn't know that it had had a great impact on her. And she started bleeding from her nose. And she sent me a message. Pastor, this, this, I said, you have to go to the hospital. Immediately, we have to organize something small for her. Because now going to the hospital is not 20 Ghana CD. That is the risk-taking church. We have put our reputation online to save people. Risk-taking church. May God give you that risk-taking mind in the name of Jesus. Yeah. May you have a risk-taking mind because you are the church of Christ. Both the pastor and the people see invisible visions of God. That is not clear to the normal. And they take calculated risks. Calculated risks. You must take a risk to serve God in the house of God. You have to take a risk to commit to what you do. You have to take a risk to commit to the house of God. You have to. It was a risk to say, they say, Pastor Prince, go and look for a place after Fridays into Comtitre, into the sea, and start a church for ICGC. It was a risk to say, okay. Because there are a lot of ICGC churches that are not growing. Have you seen some before? Hello? Yeah. It was, it's a risk. If you don't take a risk, you will not see a certain part of God. And for this church, I want us to remain a risk-taking church. There are some souls you need to step out of your comfort zone to speak to them. Take a risk. The, the, the ushers, now they come to church at 4.30, some of them. And we want to recruit more people. Some people, some of you can come help them go back and go and change and come. They come at 5.30 there because they have to come and water the place, clean all the chairs, get the place in a bit of a bit comfortable posture for us. We have acknowledged that the heat, there's a bit of warm at a certain area. We're going to have a meeting and we'll see what we can do. We don't want to put the commercial fans. We don't want to put it. You know, that one you can you, you hear like an industrial. No, it will take my mind to Orthodox Church. I don't want. So we will look at it. I'll say to the contractors if they have to reduce the the height of this a bit. But when they reduced it initially, we realized the sun rays will disturb those who are sitting there. But we'll find a way. Maybe we'll get some little little fans around temporarily till we get to the point we air conditioned.
but let's endure. The church that takes risks works by faith and not by sight. It is an out onward Christian soldiers marching us to war church. That is the risk-taking church. Onward Christian soldiers marching on or us to war church. It's a church that is moving. It's a church that is advancing. It's a church that is adding on. Not the same faces. No. The old faces with new faces, with new faces, with new faces. That is a risk-taking church. Say, I'm a risk-taking Christian. It is only a risk-taking church that can expand the kingdom of God. It is only a risk-taking church that can expand the kingdom of God. It's only a risk-taking church that can expand the kingdom of God. If you do not risk anything, you get nothing in life. You have to risk your life. You have to risk your decisions. You have to. You have to. Because then you will get nothing in life. This morning service is going to be very powerful. Yeah. The prize of destiny. You cannot abort destiny. You cannot. And I pray that as I teach this morning, may God capture your heart and baptize it with the spirit of the message. No church can escape the observing eyes of Jesus. He visited the churches in Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3. No Christian life can escape the observing eyes of Jesus. And Jesus' judgment is the final judgment. And Jesus is watching the church. He knows us. He knows Carrie's temple. He knows our works. He's observing. And he will reward us when we are due. Yes. God doesn't just reward people. But he rewards us. He will, he, your, your life is not off the radar of God. It may be off the radar of men. But it is under the lens of the observing eyes of Jesus. And may God find you faithful. Yeah. Jesus has his opinion about Carrie's temple. And may we give him a good reason to say, I want to bless these people and give them what they have asked me for. Somebody say a big amen. Close your eyes and pray and thank God for this message. Pray that Lord God help me to be part of the risk-taking church. The risk-taking church is the onward Christian soldiers marching us onto war. An advancing church. A church on a mission. A church driven by missions. A church driven by an assignment. A church that is taking territories. A church that is going into territories of lives and destinies a church that is teaching the word of God pray that you'll be part of it you'll be part if you are not serving in any capacity and you want to you want to say Lord show me what can I do Paul asked Jesus on the road of Damascus what would you have me do for you you want to ask God 20 seconds more pray that Lord help me that I will not be an undertaking church an undertaking church. I will not be an undertaking Christian. I will not be 
a caretaking Christian, but I'll be a risk-taking Christian in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for this great teaching. We thank you for your mercy. I thank you for the ears that heard your word. I pray this seed that has been sown shall grow and germinate into fruits that will bring blessings and glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a good clap offering. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.